Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcasts. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 34 of Amber on Podcasts. Thank you for joining me here today. I've said many, many times that storytelling is the best way to learn, the best way for us to share knowledge, and one of the oldest methods of sharing knowledge is through storytelling. But what I have failed to share, one key ingredient that I have failed to mention up until now is that the storytelling is no good. There is no value in storytelling if we are missing two key components, trust and honesty. In order for us to care about anyone's story, we have to trust them and we have to believe that they are indeed being honest. Now, when I sat down to write this episode, I was so, 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 so excited, dear listeners. I was so excited and I am so excited because I have a story to share with you that illustrates this perfectly. Now, some of you might already know this, but for those of you who do not, I am committed to the hustle. I am committed to the hustle, baby, and I am serious, and I got even more serious when I learned one very important fact, that millionaires and billionaires have one thing in common that the rest of us do not. What is that one thing? Five to seven income streams. On average, millionaires and billionaires have five to seven income streams, as reported to the IRS. I tell you what, that information changed me. So with that in mind, I have made this my personal goal as well. I began searching for a way, any way, a number of ways, new ways, and old ways of making money. Now, I know what you're thinking. Not that old way of making money. Not the oldest profession in the book. Not that it wasn't suggested numerous times. But that's a story for another podcast, a podcast about what to do when you lose your job and your friends and your mom tell you to become an escort. But that, dear, my, dear listeners, that's, that's not what we're talking about today. No, 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 no. Today we are talking about trust and honesty. And as promised, as promised, I have a great story that I have been dying to share with you. This story stems from my five to seven income stream agenda due to this unwavering plan and my heart made out of straight hustle, I have been driving for Lyft for almost six months now, and I have given over 1,000 rides, and I love it. I often say that no matter what level of success I achieve in my career, that I will always do Lyft because of the benefits it brings me, because of the hope that it brings me, because of the truth that brings me, and because of the honesty it brings me and the humility 
That's a big one that I do not want to lose. Do not want to lose again. Allow me to explain. When I pick someone up in a lift, all I get from the ride request is their first name. Now, this can be a number of things. Some people put in the name of their business or their nickname. Some people put in strange spellings or special characters. It's all over the place. But usually, my animal brain can draw some sort of conclusion. Okay, this person is a man, a woman, young name, older sounding name, maybe a black person, Hispanic person, Israeli. No matter what I derive from their name, I am almost 100% of the time invariably wrong. Sometimes it's a daughter using her dad's account or a wife using her husband's account. I learned early on not to trust in the name. The name would give me little to no information. No worries. I'm going to see them in a matter of minutes so I can derive who they are from their appearance, naturally. But... We had a little bit of complication there, too. Most of the time as I arrive to pick people up in a lift, I have very limited time, if any, to take a look at their appearance. They hop in the back or sometimes the front and off we go. And now I'm in a car with somebody who I definitely could not identify in a police lineup. You get me? So like any good lift driver, I make some friendly introductory small talk. Hi, how are you? How has your day been? Then the conversation rolls on from there. And my dear listeners, that's the best part. I have had some of the most riveting, thought-provoking, honest, emotional, vulnerable conversations in my lift car. Some of the deepest and most open conversations I have had in years and with strangers. It is a sociologist's dream come true. It happens so often that I honestly look forward to driving my driving for Lyft because it gives me hope, it gives me clarity, and it makes me f- so happy. <laughs> Truly, it makes me so happy to know and to experience all the wonderful people that the world, especially women. I love bonding with women and empowering women and hearing the opinions and the viewpoints of women. And I, and I have a few theories about this. The first has to do with the setting. This is an incredibly intimate setting. And there is little face-to-face interaction, just the physical presence and the voice of another person within two feet, sometimes two inches. And for five to 50 minutes, it's a long time to be close to a stranger. So people have to talk. But like I said, we can't really see each other. It took me a while to figure it out. I had to give I did a thousand rides with strangers in order to start to wrap my mind around it. And the point is that if you are given the opportunity to learn about a person without seeing the person, you might be surprised what kind of people you're into. You might see someone on the other side that you didn't expect to see at all. And that's what happens to me in Lyft all the time. I have a great conversation and then I turn around and I'm shocked at the woman or the man or a teenager staring back at me. I've had conversations with people who are so insightful and they seem like so powerful and confident and sharp. And then I look back and it's a 16-year-old girl who's pushing 250 in a Popeye's chicken uniform. I have had so many of these experiences while driving Lyft that I just lean into it now. I lean in and I expect magic. 
as Adam Grant would say. I lean in and I am kind and open and most of the time I have a great conversation, a great interaction or great connection with a stranger. It's a beautiful thing. So in the spirit of not knowing what you are into, I'm going to hold on to a couple of details for now. Not forever, don't worry. I'm not holding out forever. Just wait until the end of the show. Wait until the end of the show and you might be surprised to learn who and where this discussion comes from. So let's get started and let's start the show. Trust and honesty. There are two kinds of trust. Trust in others, which gets the most hype and attention. And trust in ourselves. The trust in ourselves comes from a deep place, a learned place, an experienced place. It's hard to develop and hard to describe, but this woman, this woman who we are talking about today, she is really great at talking about trust and giving us tools for identifying and developing trust. It's a big deal to be able to trust yourself, to really, truly live and breathe it, to know that you and you alone can and will weather any storm. Trust starts as soon as we enter the world. Our trust expert, she says that when the soul does not develop within the experience of trust, there remains in us a child who is in constant search for attention for understanding, for love, for respect, and possibly for justice for her abuse and neglect. These needs, when left unmet and unaddressed, will fester and grow into disruptive or dysfunctional behavior patterns that will impact every part of our lives. Well, honey, if that doesn't sound like me in a run-on sentence, then I don't know what does. I think this sounds like a lot of people. Our expert agrees. She goes on to say that there's no greater battle in life than the battle between the parts of you that want to be healed and the parts of you that are comfortable and content remaining broken. You have to remember that the enemy is in you. You are not fighting the the world, you are fighting yourself. You are fighting that part of you that says, don't do that. You can't do that. That's where the real battle is. No one else cares as much as you do. That is where the crux and the core of trust comes in. You have to trust in you, that you can truly do anything, that you are deserving and capable. The real issue is not trusting other people, it's trusting yourself, that you will make the right choices, that you can hear that inner voice and follow it, that no matter what happens, you will be okay. When people betray you, abandon you, don't acknowledge you, you will be okay. And when you go back and you look at it, you'll think, something told me, I had a feeling And you'll know to trust that inner voice. The universe throws a pebble and then it throws a brick. And you have to trust, you have to learn to trust the pebble when you hear it 
and it will be faint. But you still have to trust it and act because you don't want the brick because that will be much, much, much louder and heavier. You dig? Our expert, she got here for a reason, and it was indeed hard won. She grew up with her grandmother because her mom died when she was nine, and her grandmother was abusive, really abusive, and she endured abuse for years. She was raped by her uncle and pregnant by 14, and it was terrible, not good, not good at all. But she became an expert, and we are talking about her now. So how did she get from zero to hero? One one of the biggest changes that she made is one that I have not heard before. This stuff can be trite sometimes, but I promise you this is a super helpful and new way to look at it. What she says is that we are all a product of where we come from, but we are also a product of who we come from. The environment simply structures and shapes how we experience who we are. One of the biggest problems we have in our culture today is that we don't know who we come from and who we are. And if we did, we might know more about our own people and who got us here. Maybe we might be able to find the strength to do what we need to do to build better to bu- to build a better life for ourselves. That is also why people don't trust themselves. Why don't people have trust in themselves? Because there is a part of them that would rather stay broke and miserable, complaining and living in the mediocrity. Why? Because we get to control it. I know how to be broke and angry and resentful and stone-faced. But when it comes to being open and vulnerable, I'm not so great. It's hard to be open and honest and vulnerable. The core ingredient of trust is vulnerability, going within, following your intuition and facing the unknown. But some don't want to face the unknown. Why? Because we cannot control the unknown. We cannot control the we cannot control the unknown. We can control the familiar. We can control what we know. Some of us will trust what we know, even if we are miserable, rather than opening ourselves to a grander possibility that requires us to be vulnerable. We see this over and over again when it comes to the uh, the job world. People stay in jobs for years, sometimes decades, absolutely miserable. But they would rather be miserable in what they know and what is familiar than risk anything by being vulnerable and honest and leaving the job they hate. Our expert, she said, I had to stop being an abused and neglected little girl. I had to look deeper at myself and my heritage and who I come from. She said, I had to go back a little further than my life to realize that 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 was an experience that I had, but it was not all of who I am. And every time I show up, I am a demonstration and a representation of past and future generations. Now, doesn't that sound motivating to hear as a concept? Isn't that just great? Relish in that for a moment. You are more than your experiences. That is not all of who you are. 
And there are plenty of wonderful and strong and courageous people who have come before you, have ma- who have made your life possible. So every time you show up, show up for them as a demonstration and a representation of past and future generations. It sounds dope because it is dope. Now, you might be asking, wait, how did this expert chick learn all this after her horrible childhood experience? How did she learn this when everybody in her family had let her down so much? Well, first, she said she started taking copious notes on her behavior. And she thought to herself, okay, self, you have a choice. You can either stay mad at them, most of whom had already died by then, or you can become accountable and responsible So which one is it going to be? She said, they may have taught me to do the wrong things, but I voluntarily continued to do it. And if I am continuing to do the things that they taught me and my spirit is saying, no, that's not right. You know better. I have to start paying close attention to what I am doing based on what I was taught. Pay close attention to what I am doing based on what I was taught. This has come up for me many many times in my life where I realize I am doing something I remember seeing as a child and it feels so strange too, like a reaction more more like a compulsion it feels it feels sour it feels off and I want to fix it oh my god I want to fix it and I want to understand it and I want it to go away (laughs) because oftentimes for me, this behavior, I never want to do it again. Something it's something I'm trying to avoid. Self-trust really means listening to our internal compass, truly listening and abiding by it, trusting that you do indeed have the answers within you and you can find them and you can develop them. You are the only one who truly knows what you want. No one else will ever care as much as you do. And our last very important topic before we reveal where and who this show stems from, before you go, you must know, why do we have to learn to trust others? Why does this matter? Why is it important? Because human beings are crazy as hell, and they live messy, messy, nasty lives. But being so messy and crazy, they give you an opportunity to grow something bigger and better in you. Even if that something is a no. No, you're not going to go and do that. No, we aren't going to have that. No, you won't treat me like that. Trusting humans is important because they give you an opportunity to grow to grow something you need and something you can learn from. So lean in. Trusting other humans is what bonds us together so we can learn and grow as a group, as a unit, and as a society. Trust is infinitely important and is something that people feel especially hungry for today. That is why I shared my Lyft story, because this is what I experience in Lyft. This is a great display of trust in different forms and different people. And each day, I am afforded the opportunity to grow something bigger and better in me. There's one easy way to get in touch with your intuitions. That's to be around a bunch of strangers 
and an intimate and potentially dangerous situation. And it's taught me so much about the world, mostly that I know nothing and that I have much, much to learn. So I am infinitely grateful to our strong and inspiring expert, Ayanla Vazant, who was interviewed on Oprah's podcast, Super Soul Conversations. I will link it in the show notes. Full disclosure, guys, this interview is actually a very spiritual one. Some might even say a religious one. It's deep and meaningful and beautiful. So if you are looking for more, I will link it in the show notes. And until next week, please keep on doing more good for more people most of the time. I am so glad there's a new season of Serial. Hooray, hooray, hooray. And thank you to my dearest friend, Lacey, for the reminder. Serial, the podcast, is back. And it is great. And you need to listen to our girl, Sarah Koenig, give us the goods. So go to iTunes or wherever you podcast and check it out. Or go to my website, mytalkingdollars.com, and check it out there. I will link it in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, you sweet little angels. I appreciate you wanting to learn cool new stuff with me. And until next time, stay wonderful and stay cool and stay fantastic. And I will see you next week. Thank you. Love you.